Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Anime Watch Club, a bi-weekly group discussion and review where the hosts of the What Do You Say Anime podcast nominate and vote on shows either we haven't seen or shows that hopefully lead to a great conversation. In today's episode, the delayed product of the What Do You Say Anime podcast, we'll be reviewing the 2022 anime original Cyberpunk Edgerunners. Let's meet today's 30 FPS cast members. First up, they really want to stay at each other's houses, which is convenient because it's the same spot. We got the power couple of Jay and Simone. How's it going? It's going well. Excited to review this. Got some hot takes incoming. <laughs> I'm bumped. Next up, he is not allowed within 500 feet of schools due to flashing his chrome. We got Johnny. Johnny, how's it going? Literally the only person here in school. So yes, I'm currently about to be arrested, so we can wrap this up pretty quickly. Yes, we can. Next up, he just ordered his cybernetic tail and cat ears. We got cat. Cat, how's it going? Yes, sir. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic. Our first moderator of the night. If he was isekai into this world, he would be the best damn yearn creator this side of the Mississippi. We got Miles. Miles, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. You know, that's really the only thing that I took out of this uh, entire show is the thing about urns. I'll fit it in at some point um, after you guys stop talking about things like themes and everything. But it's really all about the urns for this show. <laughs> uh, and we got Pat. Yeah. Yeah. iRobot. There we go. Um, we're talking about Cyberpunk Edge Runners tonight, guys. Uh, this show just aired in uh, early September. It was a Netflix release, a uh, special show coming from Studio Trigger. Uh, again, mild spoilers going forward. Uh, we'll we'll try and keep it spoiler free for our first uh, initial impressions, first couple episodes, what we thought of the show. Why don't we start off with Miles? Yeah, so, you know, I'd only heard good things about the show, and I was not let down when I started watching it. Um, the show is uh, amazingly animated. It has a very hook, good, like, grabbing sort of plot. Uh, pretty much everything technically about it makes you want to watch more. Um, it's got likable characters and everything. I had a great time throughout the entire show, but especially, you know, the earlier parts of the show. Um, so, uh, I mean, I would obviously recommend this. I think that any dissent that our group will have will be between higher numbers on, on the rating. But I know people are passionate, so I'm excited to talk. Yeah, there we go. All right, uh, next up, Kat, what about you? Um, this show was definitely one of the... It surprised me so much, because I, I was expecting it to be kind of... You know, kind of like how people viewed Cyberpunk 2077, but it it, it completely blew me out of the water. The animation, for the most part, and just how, just like how real life it felt for like people in the West, I guess, for me, uh, it, it was definitely a, a breath of fresh air, while also being very dreary, but... I enjoyed it, nonetheless. 
I would, well, I would definitely recommend it. I was just say, yeah, would you recommend it? There we go. All right. Uh, Jay, how about you? Yeah, honestly, uh, I think everyone else will agree with me whenever they, whenever I say that the show was super hyped up on social media whenever it came out. Um, I think that happens with things that trigger releases in general uh, a lot of the time, but especially with this one. Uh, it it apparently gave a pretty large bump in sales to the video game and everything, which is cool. Uh, so going in, I had pretty high expectations, and they were really well met in the first couple episodes. I was w- watching the dub, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, and uh, yeah, overall, super solid first few episodes, even if the pacing is a little bit erratic at times, even in the early parts. Yeah. yeah I think it's uh, fast-paced throughout, but the that first episode really does just... It does like what Ruby Ice Queendom tried to do in the first three episodes, except it actually does it in 20 minutes rather than 60. So I think that that's very interesting. Johnny, what about you? Yeah, so I came in and, you know, had... Obviously heard a lot of you guys talking about it very highly, so, you know... I went into it with pretty high expectations, and for the most part, they did, I did the show did meet those high expectations. You know, I really liked a lot of the fight scenes. I thought the action in the show was spot on. Music, it was probably not as high as you guys, but I liked the I liked the sound design of the show. I think like the sound effects and all the stuff that they did in the show was very nice. Animations, obviously, pretty good as well. But yeah, I, I have issues like Jay with the pacing. I think there's a lot of parts of the show that are very rushed. You don't really get attached to the characters because of it. it. And I think it's a bit too short as only 10 episodes. But I still think it's a, it's a really decent show, and I definitely recommend it. Nice. All right, uh, Pete, what about you? Kind of like what Kat said, I was a little skeptical of this anime just because of the the backlash the game had. So I guess I had that preconceived notion that this anime was going to be running into like quality issues or delays or something along those lines. And lo and behold, I was I was wrong. I was blown away by this show. I love this show so much. I thought the first episode was it gave you everything that you wanted to set the tone for this world. It was chaotic. It was fast. It was brutal. It wasn't fair. And I, I love that right away that they set everything in stone for the first episode to, for what's to come. I would definitely recommend this. I think it might be the highest on this show compared to everybody else, but I, I think this is like a modern day masterpiece. I loved it. There you go. All right. Uh, And Simone, what about you? So I went into this completely blind, like I don't know lore or anything. Absolutely loved it. Um, It hits like everything I could enjoy in an anime. And there are definitely some things that I agree with everybody about like pacing and stuff. But other than that, very solid. Enjoyed it quite a bit. Nice. And uh, I would say I would recommend it as well. I, generally speaking, don't like cyberpunk as a genre uh i i remember when the game flopped i kind of was just sitting there like oh no this is so tragic and then like not caring at all because like i i i don't know i had no 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 interest at all in the game so i I never would have watched this without the club but i'm glad i did watch it at the end of the day it was a really fun watch uh i don't i wasn't fully satisfied by the end of it i was frustrated a lot of the similar frustrations that other people had i think i had a couple more as well that we'll talk about later but I still would recommend this series because I think this series also can be about as deep as you make it. It can be very just surface level fun to watch, or you can try and think about it a little harder and then 
don't know, in my case, get frustrated, but I have other people that, you know, I've talked to the show about as well beyond this group that have also said it's great, you know, that all take different steps of, you know, thinking about a show or not, you know, some that just watch it for fun, some that actually really critically look at it. So I think that uh, there's a little bit for everyone and it's the, probably my second favorite cyberpunk related theme that I've consumed other than the watchdogs video game, which I, I think even toes the line of whether it's cyberpunk or not. So yeah. All right. Uh, I think uh, that that's everybody uh, pretty much solid recommendations for everyone. So if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it before you listen to the rest of us spoil the shit out of the show, because there is a lot going on, a lot of things that are very spoiler heavy. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you left, welcome back and, and let's get started. Uh, spoilers going forward. So what uh, do you want to have as our first talking point, Miles? Sure. So um, I figured uh, we all like the show, so let's start off on as positive a note as we possibly can and just quickly talk about the audio and visual, like the technical sides of the show. Because, you know, despite maybe a couple of little animation hiccups towards the end because budget and money are a thing that exists in this world, I, I think we'd all agree that this was absolutely phenomenal on those aspects. So I loved all of it, but I thought the shot composition was just truly amazing in this. I wanted to highlight the scenes where David and Lucy are hanging out in their apartment and like the moon's in the background and she's smoking. Um, as we all know, smoking is cool. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Not smoking but... cigarettes, by the way, she's smoking like straight black and milds, basically. <laughs> like, Cause she's really cool. I know she smells crazy <laughs> is the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, they might live in a post-scent world with how run down that city is. Um, but, I, you know, it, I'm sure everyone has a lot of different aspects of the technical side of this anime that they want to talk about, that they personally liked. So um, if anyone has something they want to bring up, please do. Pete's going first. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, just because I think I'm the highest on it, I'm going to go and then you guys can uh, break me down. So to me, when we saw that the label was Trigger, I think we had an expectation of going into a, what we were going to see we saw stuff like kill a kill darling in the franks were the more recent stuff um bna stuff like that where it is it's pretty well animated however i think triggered sometimes doesn't deliver on the story aspect that well but they knock out some of the technical stuff and i thought that in this case they just blew it out of the water even for trigger standards uh to me this is my probably like my animation of the year i thought it was that good like you said the shot composition was just crazy there's a scene in like episode nine where it, they give you like the point of view like you're standing on the freeway while all the police cars are coming like through your face and it just like it, it i literally stood up and said like what the fuck like it was that good that it just blew my mind and i think in terms of that visual aspect the sound design was just immaculate as well and along with the audio, I think for most people that I just want to stay at your house song is living rent free and me and Jay's head specifically listening to it multiple times a day where I am just absolutely entranced in that song along with the lyrics with that scene in episode 10 is just, just a technical masterpiece. I can't rave more about this. So I'm gonna let you guys tear me down. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I'm not going to tear you down here because i i actually do agree with you the shot composition of this show was very it definitely kept me in the show well a lot of things kept me in the show but it definitely aided in keeping me in the show because of the how the characters look uh just the like in the first 
few uh in the first few episodes where uh, we had david kind of like seeing this seeing the reflection of uh, lucy's hair in the background like that was that was a great example of like uh of nonverbal storytelling and just seeing the world kind of evolve around us and like not bombarding us with a uh with an exposition dump which is which is helpful especially with like how most of this show how most of this show goes on because like my like my only gripe will come at like episode nine and ten but the like you said just visual storytelling immaculate in my opinion my point is not completely disagreeing i do think that the show is very well in terms of visuals uh design but i don't think it's that good in terms of technicality because like i think first of all i want to say that the the environment of night city and just like how they portray like what the city is like you know like it's just they do such a good job of just like portraying what it's like to be in this city like the feeling of just being in this environment i think they know that perfectly however i think that in terms of like the technical part like the actual animation quality i don't think it's actually that high because like i still i still think it's quite good in terms of like normally compared to anime but i think in terms of like there's not that smooth animation that you see for in the studio like map or something you know like you see those like incredibly fluent fights i know you're disagreeing with me people honestly i don't care about your opinion i'm joking but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, mean, I... I mean like, like i can definitely see people like it. i mean like there are scenes that are good it's just that i don't think that I don't think the bar, I think the bar has been set so high by other studios at this point that this is, it's, while it's still very good, it's not like, at, as Pete would call it, like best animation of the year, which I'm surprised that he's saying, he's saying that because Mob Psycho has been announced for this year and it's coming out. I mean, out Bob could overtake it. Yeah, exactly. So like, I think it's a bit too early to call that. I definitely agree with you, Johnny. I think that people are maybe mixing up it being highly stylized with it being very well animated. It is beautifully stylized. Um, and there are, like, the ambiance, everything like that is great. And there are, mo like, good animated moments. But best animation of the year, it didn't have any of that, like, Sakuga, the, yeah. the, the drawing pictures aspect, besides for maybe whenever, sometimes whenever uh, David is using his Sandy. Like, I just really didn't, like find it that great a lot of the time it i don't know it reminded sometimes the animation reminded me of like a weaker version of something like redline or something like that with how they use the lighting for instance whenever main was going uh full cyber psycho the use of shadows and such reminded me a lot of something like redline but the animation just wasn't up to par with something like that i know you can't necessarily compare like a movie to a series but Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. It's not poorly animated. It's just not... I'm not expecting it to hold up to the likes of, say... Like, definitely not, like, Chainsaw Man or, uh... Mob Psycho, as other people were saying. But probably not even on the level of something like, say, Licorice Recoil, as far as animation goes and what we've seen this year. Which just has some really fluid moments of it with, like, the aim dodging and stuff like that that goes on. Yeah, I... So, I wasn't a huge fan of the stylization of it all the time. I liked a lot of it. That scene with the doctor 
um, where it has like mm-hmm. his face like going up on him and stuff was really cool. Any time when David used the Sin Devastator was like super cool, but it has some very triggery moments to it where you know it felt like I was watching a scene out of Kill a Kill or something, and like it's like they couldn't help themselves. You know, it's like sixty people shooting a a car and their arms are really long all of a sudden, and it's like a, a different kind of stylization they were going for. But I, I will say, I don't know. I thought they had a lot of good Sakuga moments and stuff. Now they had some moments that weren't great. There's a scene where um, Rebecca Pat pointed this out to me uh, when David's freezing because he realized that he killed the uh, metaphorical comparativeness of like his mom, like the metaphorical equivalent of his mom and so rebecca's just shotgunning the hell out of some guy that was going to kill david and like they just have them sort of like slideshow across a still background and it looks really weird so i think especially towards the end they had to do some um, animation magic to you know meet that budget or whatever it was but i do think there were lots of moments that were that really high tier animation, at least for me. And part of that might be the stylization of it. I, I'm not great at separating those as you know, you were mentioning Jay, but I think that I might expect something like chainsaw man or mob to hit those highs more consistently than this did. But I, I thought this was fantastically animated this part. Yeah. And I, I just, like I said, I don't think it's, poorly animated or anything like that i just don't think it's like for me it wouldn't be animation of the year probably me yeah. either I, I, I think i think maybe like style of if you could if you could maybe say like oh like unique of the year i guess animation of the year uh, art, I, I like think... art versus animation is art obviously but like art direction is where i would say cyberpunk yeah. is shining if that makes sense yeah and yeah. even then it might not even be the best of the year who knows I, i'd have to think about that right like I, don't, I like it a lot. I like the pastel colors, right? Like the mixes, um, the setting feels alive as well. Um, I think for me, especially the CGI, just like it, I don't know. I feel like I didn't notice it for the first like eight or nine episodes, and then yeah, it was episode nine where there was that scene where she she she, she saves him from being snapped in, and it's just like. You could almost literally see that it's just the camera zooming out and her running in place or whatever. It's just so weird looking. And then from that point on, I became pain- like aware when it was all CG. It still looked sick. The explosions were fun. The fights were fun. But it was definitely like a jarring thing. To, at least for me, it was uh, compared to the rest of the series. I thought the rest of the series looked like pretty good or unnoticeably cg if there was cg involved so there was a lot uh, which i think this is why i like credit it is like you can't tell like when the cg is happening because it's just so well layered it's so well done a little like nitpick about the visual thing that or not nitpick but one thing i thought was like crazy good was how they did the text while they were on phone calls i just thought like yes. how that was set up was so well done compared to like other i guess like uh i'm assuming i'm the only one that's on no guns life that has like a similar thing with um like building your body into like cybernetic stuff that was missing like that aspect that we saw in cyberpunk it was just it blew me away small thing that kind of takes away from it is that the subtitle if you're watching the dub the subtitles do not match at all on most of those calls i'm pretty sure they use the japanese script for the subtitles which is sad because the dub is 
it's the original the English dub is the original dub for Cyberpunk. The Japanese one is was recorded after. Ah. So I, I think uh where I was watching at least, uh it was because I, I just don't have Netflix. Clearly. It's it's funny, I don't have Netflix somehow. Except I do, wink wink. Uh you know, where I was watching, it, it was just basically the same, though. The dub and then the, the subtitles popping up on the screen. I thought that that was a really cool way to, like, visualize what they were doing. Because you could tell that they weren't actually saying it out loud. Or at least sometimes they weren't. They were, like, just, like, I don't the know. stream of consciousness. It's meant to be phone, a Phoning it in or whatever, you know? Uh, yeah. It's it's cool. Uh, I liked especially how it was um, very stuttery. Like, it, yeah. you know, like, that you could see them actively thinking rather than just speaking very fluidly, like, especially when the when glitches were coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I was wondering if I could take this, because, like, I think this is a good way to segue ourselves over to the world building in this. I think things like that were, like, really cool pieces of world building where you have this advanced technology, but it's, like, still a little janky, right? Like, that feels very cyberpunk. I really like how they didn't really explain everything. They just put you in the middle of a scenario that was happening and you had to use context clues to figure out what certain things were and all of that. I like love that when shows do that and everything, they had a couple of exposition dumps, but like, that's okay. You know, they didn't bother explaining every single thing though, about, yeah, you know, who was doing what and everything. There was a lot of really cool world building stuff in here. I thought, and I don't know if you guys have like favorite examples of that or anything. I liked how they uh, had the slang and the dub and whatnot. They used it pretty well, I would say, and they didn't like turn to the screen and say "chum" is short for "chumbado," which is a neo-African American word that means family or dude, basically. Like they just kind of told you, "Hey, understand how they're saying it." Basically, like you'll get it. And a lot of, I feel like anime oftentimes can be very hand-holdy when it comes to world building, where you'll have characters who should know about the world they're in being, like, explained to, or they'll specifically, in Shonen's case, they'll specifically have a character who is new to that world, uh, who needs things to be explained to them, or stupid and needs things to be explained to them as an audience surrogate. Here they were just like, People, everybody here is in Night City. They've lived here. They know how it works. You're going to figure it out, too, just like they had to, more or less. Uh, has anyone seen the movie Dread? Or, like, Judge Dread? Yes, yes, I have. So I really like the idea of this, like, distant future where kind of, like, society is in, like, one spot. Like, all the resources are right here, and then everywhere else is, like, a desert, vast wasteland. It reminded me of, like, Las Vegas, essentially. And I really like that they had, like, ties to that, where, like, everybody's in this one central location because there's nothing else out there. Like, society has, like, sucked up all the water, all the trees are gone, we are all living in this one city. And that, to me, that type of world building, like, the physical geography of this world building was just so well done, I thought. I loved it. Uh, You can definitely tell that they did their research in regards to the original tabletop, as well as the video game, and worked closely with Mike Pondsmith, the creator of Cyberpunk, to make sure that they paid his world the respect that it deserves, because it is a very influential setting as far as just the cyberpunk, obviously the cyberpunk genre uh, goes, you know. The one thing I will say is I wish that they had tried a little bit harder to make Lucy 
look less like the major from uh, Ghost in the Shell because they straight up have admitted that they had to make her look less like her during development and then failed anyway. <laughs> I like the character designs quite a bit. It was very uh, diverse as far as like body types and stuff went, which in a world where you can mod your body to be whatever you want, it makes sense that it would be extremely diverse like that. I think they did a fantastic job. I, I did like how someone like Falco kind of like stuck out where he was like traditionalist, I would say, with like the old school Wild West mustache and get up, but yeah. still having the the like the augments on his body with like his hands. I thought that was like a great mm. touch to like the character design where you got a bit of the old school and some of the new school on a character where you have someone like David who's like ninety five percent robot on the team as well. Just that contrast was really well done. Agreed. I will say though, I feel like sometimes the characters are drawn differently depending on like the situations they are in. It's like their body angles, like in certain frames, just seem a bit off. There um, was one. There was one that like, which again maybe because it's like it's intentional. It's like it's supposed to be like out of proportion to show you that like. Oh, this in this world we can mod your body to look just however you want, but just like there's just there were a few shots where like the character just looked off to me. I don't know if that was like anything like if anyone else had that. I think it's like a trigger. Style I was gonna say that's thing. a trigger thing, honestly. Yeah. It's like, like cause I... look at Gamaguri growing like twenty feet or shrinking like ten feet depending on the screen on the scene and kill a kill and whatnot. Yeah, there's a scene with Rebecca where um main has to like tackle her or something and so like when she's next to main she they like make her like the size of a small dog basically and like when she like grasps out of it she is back to her normal size i i, I think it's just sort of like a stylistic choice even um, universe type beat yeah more than you know it's just like oh let's really contrast the size of these characters while we're here as opposed to like a mistake, if that makes sense. I think it was just sort of mm -hmm. emphasize she's tiny, he big. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I I know. I, I guess it's if you want to talk about the characters themselves now, like who they were a little bit. I know everyone was like really high on Rebecca, like saying like like was was she to you guys? To me, I thought she was good for comic relief, but like, what did she really? Do other than survive the longest? She was, a, I mean, she, was his, like, she was his like complete ride or die. Who was there? She was was there for him unconditionally. Unlike literally, like even Lucy was not there for him unconditionally like that. Rebecca saw him as like a brother. a brother that she like she wanted to take care of him and keep him alive in the way she couldn't keep her biological brother alive mm -hmm. and couldn't save him. Uh, really quick on on that she was, topic. She's the emotional. She is the emotional core of the show, really. Yeah, I I, I will say like I Rebecca's probably my favorite character. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, she's up there. Um, but I, I liked how I, she was like a voice of reason throughout the entire time, right? Because like David's yeah. like I should do more Chrome stuff, and everyone's like, Yeah, buddy, you built different, and she's like. No, you idiot. What are you? No, no, no. And then, like, no one listens to her and it, it all goes to hell. But, you know, she, she, like, checks up on him and stuff. And, like, in a world that's, we're told repeatedly so many times that, like, no one cares about you, I think she 
is there to represent the human element. Like, it's still there. Not everyone's going to betray you. Not everyone is evil. Like, she's a little crazy, but, like, you know, she's loyal. She has admirable qualities to her, right? And she's there for David when he... Yeah, that's fair. I I just, I I remember being, like, eight episodes in and being like, she's only been on the screen, like, six times. Yeah. You know? And then, obviously, like, she gets relevant again, and, I mean, you kind of... I don't know about you guys, but I, I could pretty easily tell that it was going to be, like, the Akamega kill, like, one at a time, everyone just dies off, you know, kind of ending. Uh, so I knew by I that think point. spoiling Akamega yeah, kill. what? Yeah. Dude, come on, man. <laughs> didn't everyone know that? No, no. I genuinely didn't. Well, uh, you're not I think Pat's the one that spoiled that for me. Once again, I will just say, only reason to watch a Gomek uh, kill was for Ice Hitler, and we can move on. Yes, that's basically <laughs> that. I don't know. It was, it was a fun ride. It just like this show was. It was a fun ride watching it all happen. Uh, Rip Chelsea, the goat. Um, she, uh, but no, but it, it wasn't her death kind of like just unceremonious as fuck. Like to me, it was just like. Yeah, that's how that works in yeah. that world, honestly. Like, I, it, yeah, his mom, his mom dies in the first episode from random gang violence, not because she's anybody. It's just like wrong place, wrong time. Or, I don't know. I just the felt only, like the only people who have a comedic with her because the like, only people I, who have a ceremonial death are like Maine and fucking Dorio, specifically because Maine goes out of his way to make it a ritual when they fucking die. <laughs> It's a um, Kiwi final stand, like half uh, Yeah, that's fair David, enough. David final stand. Falco main character living. though. Main character fair. I, I I just thought it was just like really that that's what killed like, her. I mean, After look at this it. whole time getting chased by this all this military tech shooting bullets, raining all this shit down on them, just suddenly. Oh hey! Don't interrupt our moment, you fucking asshole! Did literally just oh she's dead. Like I, it yeah. just I, for me, I was just like, damn! I was kind of expecting like, I don't know. I I just keep thinking of her as Jinx from League of Legends too. Like just obviously, it's the resemblance is, is there. The voice like, acting was so similar to Powder slash Jinx in Arcane, right. honestly. Yeah. So there you go. That, that's where. I, is it the same voice actor? I, well, while you look that up, like I I, I agree that. It just like it was just like really that's how she went out okay I mean and again I get it like if they were going for that but it was frustrating compared to like some other characters it is who not. might have gotten more Wait, it's, it's easy better. to do a it's easy to do a lolly fucking angry girl voice you know like I I, I think yeah I think they wanted to draw a parallel between her and her brother who both like they both died unceremoniously. I mean, the main villain just dies because he falls off of a building and gets, like, turned into a meat pile. Yep. Like, nobody, like, mm. they, they're less, they're more, and not to mention all the countless people who just get, like, gunned down in the show, you Oh, know? for sure. For sure. That, that's why I thought it was a little, it would have been a little different, I guess, main characters. The main characters had, uh, I will say, anybody who was not a main character had Stormtrooper Syndrome. Like, literally nobody oh, ever yes. gets hit <laughs> yeah, at all. It's pretty, pretty bad, yeah. That, well, that's why I was just like, and that's why, when Rebecca died too, it was just like, really? They just survived X, Y, and Z situation to then have this little minor thing, which again, maybe that's the point, but like, I don't know, it still feels cheap, or it still can feel cheap, at least. It's it's hard it to find to that, like, balance between, like, say, like, you watch, like, a stereotypical shonen where, like, nobody dies, there's no threat, and then you have something like this where there is, like, an actual threat, 
and somebody can die in a blink of an eye. Finding that balance, I think, is like really hard. Where I lean on the side where I'm glad that there's a threat and somebody can get murked at any second. Like to me, I thought like Rebecca's death was just like, yeah, the the final boss one shotted Rebecca. To me, that makes sense. But like, I, I think can, what I can see yeah. the other way though. I think what Pat is, he's not saying, like, I wanted everyone to live. I think what he's saying is that, like, people, there would be, like, 50 people with a gun pointing at them, and they have no cover, and they would make it out of that scenario. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And then, yeah, yeah, so it's sort of, like, it felt a little, like, there Contrived. was plot armor until all of a sudden there wasn't plot armor. Which happens um, in a lot of shows. Like, almost any show ever in a situation like this, like, Akadama Drive, it happens in, like, there's so many different shows that... Yeah, just because of the nature of, oh, there are these super soldier, super human people fighting, you know, at, at the end of the day, like, if that ever becomes a reality, it's whoever shoots first, not whoever is the best, you know? Like, I think that, that or at some point it becomes like that. That was the other thing I was thinking about, too, like, EMPs, and, like, there, there's just gotta be so many different... We did see them do that, though. They did. We, we saw did. them do it a... time, though. One it was. Time. It was a, no. Just it was a few times. It was mo okay. So they had the B, they had the BD guy, and then they had other people like Lu or Lucy kept doing it to other people. You don't have right. to worry about. You don't have to worry about net runners doing it to you. And net runners are rare. And most of the time, net runners can't do the thing Lucy was do. Lucy and Kiwi do. They have to be in the whole ice bath. That's like a relatively new thing to be able to like do it on the fly like that. Yeah, Kiwi like EMP'd like six people who were trying to kill her, and like eventually one of them did, but. I mean, Lucy's whole thing was going around murdering people by exploding their the cybernetics in their head. Yes. Like, <laughs> I, right? But uh, so that that seems like a huge thing that would happen more. Like, I don't know. They want me, they they like... were working on it. That's the that's why they wanted Lucy back. They wanted to work on it more and have more people who could do that for the corporations. Mm. Yeah, because she had to be like raised as a child and like turned into a soldier weapon person in order to have that ability so your randos aren't going to be able to do that yeah kiwi is kind of like the high point of randos like being able to short circuit people for a bit i i, th I think pat's point is just like since like we saw like the other guy i forgot who he was he was like the music artist or whatever he just had like a normal emp oh yeah he's and just it, rich like... as fuck that's why <laughs> yeah but like like we saw I that with know, like, the it... we saw that with the kid at the beginning. If you're rich, you can get shit that other people just po can't possibly react to at your level. Okay, and so it makes sense so for. That... He he makes no. illegal drugs basically. Like he's essentially a meth dealer in that city. So it makes sense that he would, especially since he does he makes electronic drugs. It makes sense he would have a thing to deal with people who have chips in their head all the time. You know. Yeah, but then why didn't Arasaka have it? Because they can just blow you up or send Atom Smasher after you. They don't need to uh, neutralize you in that way. Or they but can send C-Max after you. They might just probably not. It's, easy, it's probably easier to just train somebody to fucking shoot and kill somebody rather than uh, install them all with, you know, whatever, like EMPs or whatever that might also hurt the people that they're in the squad with if they're well, working with in a uh, team. Especially in a world where it's technically legal to shoot somebody in the face. Yeah. Yeah, legalities non-existent in this world. It, the police were so useless, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. It's just like, like real life. The police, nothing. <laughs> the, the police then, don't get mowed down in real life, at least. Thank, uh -huh. like, you know what? I won't say it. I won't say it. 
uh trauma team but tra- the, yeah. the trauma team is like like the raid boss like as soon as they show up everyone's like oh god we gotta run the oh, docks are no, here. That, yeah that and c-max the who do the cyber psycho stuff oh, I think it's max, C-Max. whatever no it's, it's like max it's tech max max squad something max like tech. that Max oh, tech. Wait, wait, wait. That's another thing. It's like Max Tech like, was shown to be like these like in- this like incredibly scary force. It's like anytime you hear them talking about it, it's like, oh shit, it's Max Tech, like, we gotta run. And then the one time you actually fight them, they just get one shot by Dave. I don't know. I well, that's that was- because yeah, he, he had the he skeleton. Had- he had the skeleton, yeah. and they yeah. don't know how to know, go against it's that. Like, it's, it's just kind of underwhelming to, for them to be seen as such a big threat. I have no explanation like why they're able to like. To be fair, we we saw them flex on uh J- on Norris at the start, and Norris yeah, was way better. How they do that? We did. We yeah. got a full like they just five minutes. We got in the face like twenty times. As he was using the Sandy and stuff like that, it did, like, he was a guy, like, they describe him as, like, living and breathing, uh, like, cyber augmentation and stuff like that, and they were able to deal with him. They they truly just got outgunned in, at the end there, and I, I, you I, can't I, blame I, them for not knowing how to deal with the skeleton, because nobody had ever seen that before. Yeah. The only person I, that might have seen that was, uh, Like, the Arasaka people, that's it. And Yeah, and Adam Smasher, so. Yeah, yep. And Adam Smasher is a whole nother animal. Same but thing, but a different animal. Yeah, I think that's part an of my unironically was hard line. Is because of like that. I feel like, and I like we talked about this earlier. I think there's just a problem with pacing in this show. I think it was just a bit too short at ten episodes because it. Some scenes it did feel like it was very rushed. Like we got random time skips. Like one episode, David just turns into a Giga Chad, literally the like textbook was... definition of the meme. And then it's just like in another episode, one episode after Maine just turns full psycho. It's just like I feel like if we had a few more episodes, like if this was twelve episodes, I feel like the pacing would have been a lot better. But maybe because of like budget and time restraint and stuff like that, as like the two episodes, the two last episodes were already rushed, so maybe adding two more episodes was like out of the question. But yeah, I don't know. It's just because it's not like a situation with like something like Arcane, where it's like all the episodes are one hour long. These are like regular length anime episodes. So I feel like if they were just maybe given a bit more time. I know a lot of times it's not their fault, but I feel like if they were given a bit more time to have two more episodes, I feel like the pacing of the show would have been a lot better. Yeah, Agreed. I mean, I, I agree with the pacing. I don't necessarily agree with the two examples that you picked. Like, I think Maine going into cyberpsychosis so quickly is just to show how quickly you go into cyberpsychosis. Like, I think that's just how that disease or whatever, like, exists in the world. Like, one day you're fine, and then a week later you're um, blowing up. Uh, apartment or whatever um even though uh, i think at the end there he wasn't really gone completely yet um, he was fighting it sure. yeah like he he knew he was gone in like the next minute or so so he just decided to kill as many cops as he could on the way out um Base. and then i think that after his death showing uh david like doing that time skip is like also fine because like it it does a good job of imparting the effect that Maine's death had on David because you just, you instantly see that change and then they continue. However, I mean, I do think that you needed to to have pacing differently. I think that they sort of never finished David's arc as a character. Mm. So having some more time for that, I think would be useful. And even just to like, they have like episode four, which I love, but they have this whole montage of them doing all of these like jobs together and having a great time and everything. And 
getting to see some of those fleshed out, I think would have been really cool. Like more time with the whole gang and to establish those secondary characters uh, a little bit more um, like Falco having some more establishment. You don't need to like give them a backstory or anything, but just like let them be around until Falco's around all of a sudden. Um, you know, that's, I don't know if anyone else has thoughts about the pacing or anything. So episode five, uh, that was the, that was the, like the episode where like, uh, Rebecca and Falco just weren't there. If I remember correctly, like, uh, Rebecca, just wasn't in that episode. Not another was Falco, and it was just uh, Maine, Dorio, uh, Lucy, and David, along with like some extra fodder uh, that was that was with them. And it was, it felt kind of like it was there to. Oh, also Kiwi, because Kiwi got her her job punched off. It's kind of like having something just taken away immediately, like as you're as it's trying to grow. Because like, I, I'm sure that if we had more time, like Rebecca would have been the Re, Rebecca might have been higher than Lucy, except for all the horny dudes out there. Uh, it just felt kind of it just felt like it kind of fell flat uh, because of that. Uh, although once uh, we got Rebecca back, that was. It definitely, definitely a fun time, but uh, another another point of pacing that I thought was really bad, in my opinion, was in episode nine, where they started to they started to have that one expo exposition dump that they had um, with uh, David. Some of it was. Some of it was just recap. Some of it was like a little bit more information. And it just felt like it was. It felt like that was what they were going to. That was what they're going to do with the extra two episodes that they would have had if they hadn't like used all the budget right then. Uh, and I wish they would have been able to flesh that out so that we wouldn't have that because it felt it felt like we were in. Honestly, it felt like we were in a really, really good show, and then it, like, flashed back to, like, some, like, Naruto Shippuden or something like that. Uh, and it just, it, it didn't really feel, feel right with me. Um, but I, I wanted to know what you guys wanted to, wanted to say about that specific moment. Yeah, I think they had to set up the ending, so they did. Like, in... Yeah. I agree that it could have been done better, but if they had 10 episodes, I don't know how else they would have done it. So, you know, like, it's just an unfortunate reality of the world, I guess. <laughs> you know, sometimes you gotta info dump. Um, the and, unfortunate reality of Night City. Yes. Um, you know, so I thought... If capitalism, there we go! Fuck capitalism, baby! Yeah! Fuck capitalism! So, um, message yeah. of the setting. Um, More like fuck corporations than, that's, than capitalism. Yeah. Honestly, that, well, that's but... where I stand too. Like, because like to me, this, this is just this screamed... will be a debate that we should not have on here. Is what I'll right start right off right by there. saying, but <laughs> oh no, I'm not. I'm not trying nobody, to open that. Game nobody, games. nobody's incorrect is what necessarily is what I'll say, and we all have mm. our own opinions about it. <laughs> yeah, I do, but I just definitely thought that it was like, damn, that first episode was really just, yeah. This 
this world sucks. Look at how awful everything is. Look at how miserable everyone has to be. Look, this is this is life. Chef's here. kiss, baby. And it was just like, all right, guys. Yeah, it was layered on a little thick. Yeah. It was it was so thick. It was. Uh, <laughs> I I don't I like very it little. Likes I, people I like no. I like a little bit of frosting, you know, on my cakes. I I like maybe maybe this much, you know, like a. A fingernail stiff uh, or uh, thickness, like no, no more, because then it's too much. You know, it's too sweet. Um, but yeah. All right. Do we have any other uh, really major talking points that we wanted to? I hit? have. I have a hot take. I want to say I've mentioned oh, this boy. before in this... in our in our Discord, but I thought the ending was too happy. <laughs> I see. Yeah, that's what. Okay, people are staring at me. Right. No, I get it now. I get it now. Now that I finished it, I can see where you're coming from. So, I, I the feedback on this is we we follow David as David goes through Breaking Bad along with his own Gus Fring, right? And um, this is a really quick side note. I absolutely uh, love the actor whose name I'm Gustav. Gus- Giancarlo Esposito. Oh my god, yes, Giancarlo Esposito. But like, I feel like people now think they can just have him voice something and the, the character is automatically good, and that's not... Anyways, um, that's neither here nor there. So, David... is kind of dumb. <laughs> David becomes, after Maine's death, changes as a human, right? Like, he gets really into doing all the augment stuff. He gets into the gang life sort of thing. He overcommits himself to the point where, even though he built different, um, he's going to suffer from cyberpsychosis at some point. We have seen throughout the series the negative effects that that can have on people that you care about. But then the narrative, that never happens, really, because the narrative forces him into a position in order to do anything where... He has to put the armor on, regardless of it being a trap or not. He gets trapped through essentially no fault of his own, no, like, greed of his own. You know, just the enemy set a good trap for him, and he has to put on the armor. He does. As soon as he puts on the armor, he's screwed, but it wasn't a situation where he did it to himself when it really... I think really felt like they were going down that path of him not accepting his limits because his limits are so much higher than everyone else's. He thought he didn't have a limit. Like I I feel like they layer that on pretty thick, but at the end of the day, he, he gets to, I mean, he saves Lucy and wipes out most of his enemies and everything. And like the only other possible scenario was everyone died. So like, I think the fact that he dies with his wits about him, he never did anything like main did where he hurt someone he cared about or like he, you know, like his addiction to Chrome never led to any direct consequences. As far as I can tell for him, it just never mattered. And so at the end, it felt like they were trying to do like a tragic hero where they fall and they, they, there's like a Macbeth moment but we just don't we don't get that and instead we get about as happy of an ending as we could hope for in a show like Cyberpunk I don't know if anyone has rebuffs or thoughts on that line of reasoning yeah I um, oh what were you saying sorry oh I 
legitimately cried at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was still quite sad. I just should have got the mood together. Damn it! Yeah. The, oh, she's finally feeling the sunshine, like what he said she, he would think they would feel, or whatever. Like, yeah, that was that was sweet. I was I got a little emotional from that, but then it was just still like, wait, really? This is how this is how we're gonna finish here, well, Pat. Like, I think you can kind of. I think they're trying to do like another trigger show where at the end two lovers have a moment and then one person's left. You know what I'm saying? Don't spoil this for me, Pete. I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah, you are, but it's okay. <laughs> hey, I, I Pat, spoil the comic get kill. I can spoil a redacted show. Don't say the show. <laughs> I okay. Um, I also think it's a slightly different ending in that show too, or not slightly, pretty, pretty significantly different ending and message in that show so, message for sure <laughs> yeah that's that's where i think that show earned it this I, show did not see the I emotion i felt at the end of that show and this show were the exact same where i just felt empty i was just like what what do i do now like what am i supposed to do that's kind of like how i felt and that's how i felt with redacted show wow. yeah i i honestly felt like see Personally, I don't think that this was the happiest ending that this could have gone down. Uh, now, of course, at, after a certain point, you're right. But, like, in the the situation where that he was in, he had people that were saying, hey, you need to downgrade. Hey, you need to do this. And I was hoping that, like, because they had, like, because David was part of because david was part of main's crew where main has been seen saying i don't need to downgrade i'm doing this i'm doing like this is what i'm going to be this is how i'm gonna go out like i was hoping that he would be smarter in that endeavor because that's like that's where that's where i was hoping he would be going and like later i was hoping that of course people were gonna die and but I was hoping that it would be at least a little bit less uh, tragic. I'd ho- I was hoping they would go more for more of a like intelligent approach rather than a uh, hostage situation approach. Now, uh, that would be a happier ending. That's why I think that like this was possibly not the not the happiest ending that could have happened. But then again, I'm thinking of this more as. Less as literary devices and more as just a character can do anything as long as they have as long as they have that choice, and that's just that's just what I was thinking. Yeah. So my my question to you, Miles, is like, you think it wasn't like tragic enough? So what if instead of Adam Smasher killing Rebecca, David accidentally kills Rebecca because of like. Yeah, I'm going over the edge. That's how I would have changed it. I would have had David kill either Lucy or Rebecca. I, I during... feel like killing Lucy would have gone too far. I, would have yeah, been like maybe. way too tragic, and then this uh, just like would be out of nowhere. I but... mean, but that's that's like the the point is that he's ruining himself and he's losing his humanity, right? Like he's consciously making decisions that he kills the metaphorical stand-in for his mother, and then just like nothing happens because of that. Yeah. Like he freezes, but there's no like he never goes Wait, why am I doing this? Why is this happening? What have I become? Am I man or am I beast? I don't you think know? David's like that introspective of a person though. Like it, it wouldn't make much sense. Like they never showed him as being like 
God, you would think with all of the horrible like haunting that. flashbacks he has, he would start doing that, though. I mean, yeah, in a way, but I don't know. He seemed more focused on, like, the yeah, six inches in front of him, you know? Like... I think he's more like, I accept that this is my reality. This is how things are. This is a part of it kind of deal, you know? Yeah. yeah. Then like why have him... Like... Sorry. Uh, but then why have him ever reflect on... That mother, have, why have that mother scene happen if he's not going to reflect on it and be like, wait, am I still human or wait, am I still, because I you think know, person who cares? To put to, Miles to put it in worm terms, I think his <laughs> mom was his anchor. Yeah, his and so that identity. moment, like that was like an anchor breaking sort of moment, and that was definitely the start of his downfall. With like Rebecca's death being the complete final straw that drove him 100% over the edge. Yeah, I just, I feel like if you, he doesn't trigger any of it, I guess is my fault. He never, he never does that, like, final fuck up that, that makes us think, uh, he's too far yeah. gone. He doesn't, yeah, he like never that... has his masturbating over a comatose girl in a hospital bed <laughs> moment. Spoilers. Uh, um, I didn't even say what it was from. I never said what I never said what it was from. It could be yeah. any anime. That I could be that could be the anime. ending of Demon Slayer for all you know. Spoilers <laughs> for Demon Slayer, huh? <laughs> um I thought you were talking about the Coney 2012 guy at first. Um <laughs> Jacket in San Francisco. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I guess like 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 kinda. Um you know, because even like if he had chrome down, if he had never killed that mom he still would have done this heist and taken this deal and he still would have been forced to put on that suit and he still would have had to go almost cyber cycle at the end to save his crew so like what happened he was ultimated matumed in like such a way that all of his decisions prior to that all of his screwing up was rendered like another tragic way you could have Is done it this. fucked up to so, say that in the grand scheme of cyberpunk with how the corp mega corps work that's the point like, I know I keep saying that's the point to things, and that's not an argument, but, like, it really, like, they've been showing from the get-go how David's whole life is not act, like, he thinks it's in his hands, and that what he's doing is put giving him character agency, but at the end of the day, it was all fucking planned out, and yeah, Aristoc is going to win. One sec, Kat, I want to respond to what okay. Jay said, and then I'll let you go. So, like, I, I agree with that, like, that's a great point. Don't you think a better way to make that point would have been to him to listen to Rebecca Chrome down, start to get a hold of his life, and then still be driven to this by the Megacorp? I just don't That's... see him as the type of person that would Chrome down, really. Well, you, yeah, but we're like, rewriting the show, so he could be. I mean, I guess, that... but, like, the direct comparison that they use for cyber, like, uh, cybernetics is anabolic steroid use. And once somebody gets heavy into that, it is very unlikely for them to... Unless they're, like, forced to, it is very unlikely for them to get off of it with the roid rage I think that's a like thing that. that we didn't touch on, is the addiction of chroming. Yeah. yeah. And then how are you gonna fight him? Yeah, because <laughs> David is shown from the very beginning to be susceptible to that since he's involved with the BD stuff and whatnot, like I said. Like, he was all- the, again, the only reason why David lasted as long is because his humanity stat was stupid high. He had a future. He had a mom caring for him. He was getting a girlfriend. He had a father figure in, in Maine, eventually. A crew that looked after him. A, 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 
dangerous yet stable life compared to a lot of people in that city when you see how people are in Night City. He's a one in a million chance. And on the opposite end, we have Adam Smasher, who the reason why he is different is because you can't lose what you never had. He was never human to begin with, even whenever he was made of meat. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that, and Kat, we'll let you go in half a second here. I don't didn't forget you. Um, I guess my thought is that if you want to show that some that you don't have your fate in your own hands, having you try to go a different direction than the puppet master is trying to will you to go is a good way to make that point. Yeah. Um, and just like going along with it, I think you can lose that that messaging there. Cat, uh, personally, I think that, and one of one of the things that I was thinking about, like what I was trying to speak earlier is like I was trying to make the same point that you actually made but after you made your point I thought about it and like even though this probably seemed like a bit of a like a shonen type of uh type of ending what if instead of it just being like uh this grand you know oh well, well let's let us chrome down. Let us not make the same mistake that Maine did and then have the same thing happen. What if, like, there's... Like, because we see... We see David say, that's not something that Lucid would say. Almost like it's, like, giving you a choice in an RPG. What if we had this switch and they had to think about how to get out of that situation somehow. Like, that would be... That would be hard to do. I think that that would be a really good, like, feeding point into, like, maybe having a season two or maybe being able to convince people to, like, support the show in order to, like, get to a even more grand ending. But then again, it is so closely tied to the show that that probably wouldn't happen. Well, we didn't see a dead body, so you never know. Yeah. You never it's, know. Um, <laughs> you saw his head pop. True. Um, you didn't I, know if it was his head or not. That was, yeah. yeah. I mean, I all, all I really want in this ending is for David to have had a choice to to drive home his character as opposed to, like, him... I th you know I, I think almost everyone ends up making this decision because it was the most reasonable decision presented to him. He didn't he didn't have to go all in on who he was, right? This guy who's going all maximalist and everything. You know, that that's really that was that's not the only thing that I guess I would ask for for this. I think depriving him of a choice hurts the message in the warning story that is David. Um because if you don't have a choice then what are you warning against? Sounds like your problem is more with cyberpunk as a genre itself. There you go. Uh, we got no, it's not. Lots of cyberpunk shows you have choices. <laughs> it's yeah, well, yeah, that was a bit. That was me taking a dig at something. Miles wants um, cyberpunk the visual novel. I that's what I want. I want to be able to pick the the button that says "Go to Moon with Lucy" and play, and Val, play Valhalla. Do. It's a fucking cyberpunk bartending. I know uh, it's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot of good discussions to, to still be had about this show. So, uh, if you want to join us, come join the Discord, and we Sick can. Uh, thanks, Pat. Uh, we can have a really good conversation about it there. I'm sure we're going to keep talking about this show for the next uh, 
next couple of weeks. But let's uh, let's do our closing thoughts. Let's try and keep it to 60 seconds uh, for your final score and your closing thoughts. Uh, maybe we'll do best character uh, as well, just because it's not like a waifu show. I'd say it's more of a character show. So, yeah, let's uh, let's do that. Why don't you start us off, Miles? Yeah, I really like the show. I thought it was great. I really liked the aesthetic, the uh, a lot of the storytelling elements, all of the technical stuff I thought was absolutely phenomenal. There were like a few relatively minor nitpicks and stuff I had. Why didn't Lucy tell David that people were hunting him? Maybe that could have convinced him not to go into this obvious trap had he known that information. You know, I, I wish they could flesh out some characters and stuff, but ultimately, I had a great time. My favorite character, I think, was Maine. I really liked the way they did his backstory. I wish we could have talked that a little bit more. You got a sense of who he was without them doing, like, a 10-minute flashback. You just knew he was this guy who was always trying to push himself. You saw him running back when he was more carbon than silicone or whatever. And I thought that was, like, a really cool way to do all of that. I really enjoyed the show. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. And those are my thoughts. There you go. Good job. All right, Kat. 54 seconds, you? by the way. Yeah. So, okay. So, I also enjoyed the show. I, it was, this is probably one of my favorite shows that has come out this year because of how, because of how the story was made and how much it was, how relatable it was to people that, like, that aren't just in Japan and also in the Irish a lot. Like, with, uh, with, you know, uh, school shows and all that. Uh, it, the story that it told was short and sweet. Well, not short and sweet, but it was short and enjoyable. Uh, I thought the ride that I had with it was just so... It was so good. And I, I want more, but I know I can't get any more from this show because it's probably not going to be any season two. Holding out hope, but there's probably not any. Just like this show. Uh, my favorite character in the show is actually David, uh, mainly because of how he reacts and who he is. But yeah, I at the end of the day, I'm giving this show a 10 out of 10. A 10 from Kat. Nice. Jay, what about you? I enjoyed this show quite a bit. Um, not quite as high on it as Kat or I think Peter is going to be, but overall, I would highly recommend it to anybody who just wants like a somewhat easy to watch anime if you're not like squeamish is what i should say i think it's one of those things where if you liked like invincible or something if you have a friend who liked invincible or something like that you can recommend this as a starter anime if they like that kind of hyper violent yet emotional in a lot of ways uh, storytelling uh, world building was fantastic character designs were great i really enjoyed them uh my only real issue was the pacing was super wonky at the end. I think we really could have used, like, two more episodes between either 6 and 7 or 7 and 8 or something like that, just right around that sort of area in the latter half. Maybe something, like, to kind of flesh out some jobs they did to make themselves a big-name crew after main pass, because losing your leader is going to get re make a heart, your rep take a hard hit in anything like that, is, uh, to my understanding. So... Like I said, I really enjoyed the show. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. A 9 out of 10. Nice. All right, Pete, what about you? Yeah, a couple of things that we did touch on that I thoroughly enjoyed were some of the themes that they were addressing in the show. One was being poor. Uh, the lengths that people go to to avoid being poor is so like astronomical that somebody like David would result to, like go into essentially losing his life to try to find a 
escape from his prior reality. I thought that was great. Also, addiction. I thought they handled that really well in the show in the terms of like being a cyberpunk addict. Uh, love the cast. I thought the entire cast was really good. Whether they had their flaws or not, I thought just overall how they meshed as a crew was really fun. Uh, the animation, sound design, and audio were just incredible. Also, the voice acting in the dub was spectacular. Probably like a top 10 dub. Uh, I thought Doc's voice actor was just so well done. Along with David as well. I really like David. My best character is also David. I thought that he was just a really good main character. I enjoyed him a lot. Kind of like what Kat said. This is one of the best shows I've seen this year. I've seen a lot of anime. And this one just... It, it took me for a ride. I loved every second of it. I think the pacing is a major issue. However, I think the positives outweigh the, the, like the one real gripe I have from it. So... Because of that, yeah, I'm going to give this a 10. I thought this was an absolute classic. Uh, one of the best uh, anime originals I've ever seen. And yeah, wonderful. Anime of the Year contender. Wow. Very high praise. All right, Johnny, what about you? Yeah, so for me, it's, you know, this show is like, it's a joy ride. You know, you're there. When you're watching, it's great. I can definitely see why Netflix wanted to, like, produce this show. Because this is a very, I say, bingeable kind of show. You know, like, once you start watching it, you don't want to stop. And I think like that fits the Netflix criteria, but that but sadly, I think part of that also means that you don't really think about the show after it's completed. At least for me, it's like I don't think I'm really gonna look back at any of the characters in this show. I'm not gonna look back at like specific scenes. Like I don't think I'm gonna rewatch this show ever. So it just doesn't have that staying power for me. Best character is probably gonna be main. I kind of liked how he was just like he was there to support David despite beating him up as soon as he met him. But you know that's just just how it is and you know he was you know he went out the way he lived being a badass so you know he was a pretty cool guy but uh, i think it's like that there was a lot of good things i liked about the show just uh it's not staying with me but i still gonna give it an eight out of ten i think it was a really good show eight out of ten all right uh and simone what about you um i'm giving it an eight out of ten i genuinely enjoyed this especially as you know as pete said an original anime really fucking good like i loved it um my favorite character was rebecca um absolute chaos loved her every moment absolutely i didn't say mine but my best character was uh the underrated waifu dorio who is also a ride or die in the same vein as rebecca and had one of the best designs in the show in my opinion all right well done all right uh my I, i'm also going to give this an 8 out of 10 uh i think that like other people have said, this was uh, really fun to binge. I'm so glad I binged it. I, I think that that's the way to watch this show. I think it's uh, I think I did it in like two sittings. So two two solid sit sittings. It was a lot of fun. Uh, a really good ride. Uh, again, probably my second favorite cyberpunk thing I've ever consumed other than Watch Dogs. And if that counts. Uh, otherwise, this was great. Like, I, I just think it was a little too rough around the edges with the pacing and when Miles put it his way, I agree that there wasn't a lot of payoff for character development or, or what the characters had been through when it comes to what David is, uh, like experienced and how he changed or did he not have any impact on the story? And like, yeah, that might be the point, but I still don't like that. So, you know, so there you go. Uh, I, and I also think that there were certain weaknesses in the show that we already have t discussed at, at, nauseum so uh, i think an 8 out of 10 is a completely fair score for this and i also would recommend it to a lot of people i think it's a pretty good like uh i believe it was jay, uh, jay who said it where 
yeah, if it, like my friends who have watched uh, uh, Invincible totally would watch this show and, and would be, it would be easy for them to watch, especially with the fantastic dub that it has a dub that is like unnoticeably like it feels like it almost is like a show made in America. It really does like maybe not in style, but in the production behind it and the the way it was so easily translated to English. Um and yeah, so that brings our total score. If I did my math correctly, we have an 8.71 for yeah. Cyberpunk Edge Runner. Uh, so our ninth highest show of all time. Wow, that's really good, especially considering we had a uh, a group of seven rating. You know, a lot of the times these shows that are so high are three to four or three or five people at most, but seven that's very impressive uh, by Cyberpunk. So. Now let's discuss what we're talking, or let's find out what we're watching uh, for October seventeenth. Miles, what's uh, what were the tallies of our highest voted tally? I think so far, at least as far as I'm aware. Yes. So to put this in perspective, um, the show that I nominated, Millennium Actress, got sixteen votes, enough to win most weeks, and it didn't even get a legacy point this week. So we had quite the show. Shout out to everyone uh, on Twitter that voted. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> we, I don't know why we weren't doing that earlier. I don't know why I, either. I should probably do that yeah. more often. Yeah. Um, Community engagement okay. is a good thing. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? Yeah. That's um, why I'm not marketing. It was a lot more work for me to count these things. Uh, I had to like keep track of everyone because like I kept on being like, oh, did I count this person's random vote yet? I can't remember. Um, but I managed to live through it. I had a plight nearly as hard as David did uh, when I had to count <laughs> like a dozen votes or whatever. <laughs> um, so uh, in third place with 21 points, we have Link Click earning its second legacy point. Um, in second place, we have a show that will not be re-upped because Galaxy didn't want to show up. We have the case study of Vanitas. And in first place, uh, we got cute girls do John Wick. We got Licorice Recoil. Um, Pat's first show that won that's from this decade. Nice. <laughs> oh, or even from this, from this millennium, maybe. Even, like... Like... Oh, wait, no. First no, show had... older than me. Yeah, that's well, fair, younger maybe. than me. <laughs> yes, that's. Um, so we will be watching that. Um, it will somehow be replacing cyberpunk as the show we've watched that's most recent to its end date um a record cyberpunk will hold for two weeks until we watch licorice recoil um so that is what we were watching i'm excited to finish it (laughs) yeah i'm excited to finish it as well i'm one episode in and i had a really good time with it so uh i finished the show on saturday (laughs) same i'm just not even gonna gonna yeah it's like yeah there's no point no i get that why you wouldn't make sense I, i I uh, I'm excited though. I, I was hoping that we would this would have won last week, so we, I would have been able to talk about it with you guys uh, for what we did just did. But hey, it is it is what it is. Well, we'll, well, uh, what do you mean we? What do you mean we? It was me. It was us three. Me, Simone, and Pete. The MVPs, baby. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the seasonal review. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I, like I would have been able to join to discuss oh. it. Sorry, yes. See, I was trying to own you, and I got owned. I'm, I'm the <laughs> asshole. My no, bad. No one can own me. I'm uh, I'm David, and <laughs> he built different. Pat's built different. I'm built different. Yeah, you know. Um, Pat's tall as fuck, though. <laughs> it, it, I I am. Uh, but that's irrelevant. Anyways, let's talk about 
our shows uh, that we're nominating this week. So, Miles, what are you nominating? Millennium Actress. Wow, that's shocking. There we go. Another <laughs> uh, episode of Satoshi Kone podcast uh, coming up. We'll get it in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kat, what about you? I was thinking about nominating Haruhi a second, what, third, mind, ninth time? time? Be a fifth time. Um, and then I decided that, you know what, fuck it, I'm not going to pull a pet, and I'm going to up uh, Magi, Adventure of Sinbad. Yeah. How'd you pronounce that? Interesting. Yeah, what? Magi. <laughs> what is that? Magi? It is, it is Magi. Yeah, I thought it was Magi. Isn't it Magi? Oh, no. It's Magi. You've never read The Gift of the Magi? Yeah. It's the plural of Magus. Problem, it's, of Magus. it's two cores, so you have to pick a different show. No, it's not. Ma it's... Magi, The Labyrinth of Magic is 25 episodes. Magi, yeah. Adventure of Sinbad. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different show. There we go. All right. Uh, I'm going to trust Kat on this one. Which... <laughs> that, was, that was like... That was, honestly, I've never seen Pete L so like packed in, but I enjoyed it. it I'm gonna edit it so people don't know. <laughs> Make sure that like this gets out. Nope. Yeah, that's yeah. And nope. uh, yeah, well, that's why we're getting it out. Uh, except we're not getting it out because Pete can't edit it out because I'm mentioning it right now. Uh, I could edit that out. Jay, no, he can't do that. Yeah, Jay, what have you got? Uh, I think I'm gonna go ahead. And, you know what? We need something a little bit more chill and funny after cyberpunk in my opinion so i'm going to nominate space dandy devil man cry baby oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yes very happy show space that's dandy what, that's spicy it's one of johnny's favorite shows is uh devil man cry baby right there um yeah. i love it space dandy though that, that'll be fun uh johnny what about you what have you got all right so i mean this show has gotten second place like three times by now i think but then like after this was before the second season came out and then after it came out i was just oh, like no. you know what it's just whatever at this point but you know now it's not a rainbow jay don't worry but now like after after then the second season's over now i think i'm gonna do i'm gonna nominate classroom d elite again okay by the way that has come in second place six times oh six times that was <laughs> one off it has yeah there you go six uh, times is, <laughs> legacy points this is my fate <laughs> Yep, that's okay. All right, Pete, what have you got? Yeah, I think I'm so re up link click just because they got so much Twitter votes. I think I can call on some people again and maybe get the dub next time. So yeah, I'm gonna do link click. Ooh, that's not like you, Pete. You I, I, okay, is he, I was also thinking the same lines of Jay of like a maybe not like a necessary palate cleanser, but a little bit more silly. But since he got the space dandy, I'm gonna leave silly on the board for another time. All right, uh, and Simone, what have you got? I'm pulling out a personal fave, and I'm going to butcher this completely. So, Habane Renmei, it's so good. By the creator of Serial Experiment Lane. Yeah. Oh, Miles will hate it. I gave Serial <laughs> Experiment Lane a seven. That's bad for you. Fair this enough. has like it a. It was Violet Everdorn, so it's probably bad. So that's pretty good. Yeah, there you go. Good point, Johnny. Um, all right, and uh, wow, I get to nominate something different. Um, is it can i nominate kenshin yet no can't not quite yet uh so i i'm actually gonna go with the princess principal movie uh the crown handler movie so i think that that'd be really fun to watch as well like uh jay said we've got two back-to-back -back, like pretty intense shows with uh from what i've heard about licorice recall so <laughs> uh 
No? It's no, it's just funny that we're going to go from no. girls shooting guns to girls shooting guns again. Yeah, girl, yeah but... <laughs> girls shooting guns, but in England. But in Victoria, England. <laughs> it, but at least they're happier, it seems like. I don't yeah. know. It, I, like, the tone. Maybe, I, I guess they are... Clo- well, definitely, like, Licorice Recoil is a lot closer to... Uh, uh, it's John Wayne. Principal to Princess Principal. Yes. Then Princess Principal is to Edge Runners. You know, like I, I definitely, or like I think that those two are closer for sure. But like it, it would still be a good palate cleanser, I guess. I think watching that movie. I, I think we're missing like some Princess Principal parts where there's like a bunch of murder and depression, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that that happens. It's life. There you go. Semantics. That's the point of the genre. Princess sweep it, uh, sweep it, yeah, yeah, sweep it under the rug. <laughs> the cute girls doing cute things genre. But yeah. All right. Uh, that wraps up our uh, October 3rd meeting. So thank you guys for joining us. And uh, Pete, take it away. Yes. And if you want to support us, best way to do so, like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you are listening or watching us on. Next episode, I believe I will be doing my first impression that's on the absolute stacked uh, currently airing season if you haven't watched Witch from Mercury, you should probably watch it because we're going to be talking about it. Uh, otherwise, if you are here for Watch Club, in two weeks, we'll be watching Licorice Recoil. Thanks, and we'll see you then. Bye. Peace. Bye. Peace.